0: Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, and the Warriors lost to the Miami Heat. That's just one of those games. The Warriors are a mediocre team, and they lost to a team that has also been kind of middling this season. But that team has some vets, they have some cohesion, and they won the game on the fringes. The Warriors just made too many mistakes in this one. 20 turnovers to 11. Once you get past Steph, once you get past Draymond, and on some nights, either Wiggins or Ubre. tonight it was Wiggins, there's just a, a huge drop-off. This is the deal that we've made and I've accepted. doesn't mean that these games are that enjoyable to watch. When you commit to youth, you're going to get those inconsistencies. You'll have Jordan Poole playing okay, but a few times losing his poise when they really needed him to take up some minutes for Steph. And then Poole went out with his own little ankle tweak on an offensive foul, actually, where he pushed off on an inbounds. James Wiseman, he is still working through his mistakes. And again, I vote for letting him do that. So this is, again, what I... (laughs) as a warriors fan asked for but he played 20 minutes it was 1 for 5 and had some good moments had a nice kickout pass to Draymond for a 3 had a nice rebound and put back on a missed Steph three pointer on the break and generally looked again like an nba player someone who's raw and young but not someone who is doubting himself and is scared to mess up that's a positive i thought Wiseman did decently against Bam Adebayo. He didn't look like he was overmatched or outplayed or anything like that, regardless of what the stats said he competed. And that's what you want to see. And who knows, you know, maybe in a few years, James Wiseman could be a seven foot, seven foot one, Bam Adebayo. The Miami Heat did a good job on defense. James Wiseman did not get one dunk or dunk attempt. They stuffed up any attempt at lob. Warriors didn't even bother throwing them, and then you have Nico Mannion, who came in to the game when Jordan Poole went out with his ankle tweak and played one minute and did not play well and got pulled. He had one critical turnover at a point in the game where Miami was making a run, and he sat. The fringes are where the Warriors lost, and that's who they are, right? Wiggins started off the game five for six from three point land. And I thought to myself, you know, I have a feeling knowing Wiggins after seeing him for half a season that he's not going to be this hot the rest of the game. And he proceeded to go over five from three. His line overall is great: seven for sixteen, five for eleven, twenty-three points, and he's been playing really well since the All Star break. But you know, this is what you get with both him and Ubre, and that's a big drop off in terms of role players from Steph and. Draymond. Kelly Oubre, in that press conference last week, when he said his game is growing and he's learning and all this stuff and he's expanding his skills, I was like, cool, that's great. You know, at 25, you should be doing that. But right now, not really seeing too much of it. He makes some tough mistakes. And every game, Vubang had pointed this out to me, every game, he seems to blow at least one layup or dunk on his own. And he did that his first shot of the game. He made a couple nice passes, made a couple of good decisions, but you know, it is what it is. But one thing we learned is Draymond Green can still score when he wants to. My real question is, can Draymond shoot this much every game? I don't know if he was just trying to pick and choose his spots, if he saw openings, if he was trying to pick up for Steph or whatever, but he shot the ball. <laughs> He shot seven for 13, one for three from three point land and hit his one free throw from the charity stripe. He had 10 boards and eight assists and 16 points. If he would shoot, he doesn't have to shoot 13 times every game. He could shoot nine or 10 times, and that would hugely, hugely benefit them because at least other teams would have to guard him. And this is not just on the perimeter. This is Back to the basket, he had a couple, you know, decent, simple post moves, took advantage of matchups, of switches, and scored. So can we get that more often? Again, it doesn't have to be 16 points or 13 shots. It can be 8 shots and 12 points, 13 points, whatever, 10 points. I think that would be good to know that he can still put the ball in the bucket on a consistent basis instead of having everyone think, at least on the offensive end, that he's done. He's been hitting his three, so I don't know if it's just law of averages, luck, or if he's actually been working on it, but that would be a good thing to improve upon the rest of the season and into next season. And in terms of the bench, right now, Bazemore is playing pretty decently, but every game he dribbles it off his foot at least once which is odd. And he always commits a few critical fouls at just the wrong time. Again, that's who he is. So you take the good with the bad. But this Miami team, man, I was pulling for them in the finals, of course, against the Lakers. And if the Warriors don't make a run in the finals, which odds are, (laughs) they're not. I'm totally down for the Heat to win it. I would love to see Andre Godala back in the finals for a seventh time in a row. And I like Jimmy Butler. That team, especially now that they've got Victor Oladipo, they have so many wings. They have Jimmy Butler, Victor Oladipo, Duncan Robinson, Andre Godala, Tyler Hero, Trevor Ariza. I mean, that's a lot of dudes to throw at people. A lot of those dudes can play one through three... Some of them can play four in a small ball lineup. So I'm really looking forward to seeing them in the playoffs in general. But yeah, ultimately, they were just a better team. They put it together when they needed to, and the Warriors did not. Turn it around tomorrow. We get the Toronto Raptors, and hopefully that's a W. That's all I got for now. It was a fun game for a while until it just kind of fell apart. If you don't love the Warriors at their worst you don't deserve them at their best. (laughs) And let's face it, this isn't even the worst. It's just kind of meh. Progress, my friends, progress. That's what we need to focus on, even if it's hard sometimes. Anyway, that's another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epiño, E P E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com. And be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amarto for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs.